There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to dive into our round 24 review. We'll go pretty short and sharp here. A lot of these games I've already spoken about on the weekend, especially the ones that came early in the week. We obviously kicked off with the Newcastle Knights taking on the Gold Coast Titans. A massive game for the Gold Coast Titans. For me, they probably had to win this game if they were going to play finals footy this year. Started off really well. Uh, I thought they, they came out firing. They, de- they definitely showed up to play this game. Newcastle, i got to tell you, I really don't think they were overly impressive. They're not really moving the needle for me uh, moving forward in this season. I think they'll be gone week one of the finals. Absolute max week two of the finals. I don't think they're a team that can compete with these top sides. Uh, But, you know, the Titans, I thought they looked good, but uh, I mean, just... It's very alarming, this Titans side. Their season was on the line there. I thought the Newcastle Knights did their very best to lose this game as many times as they possibly could in the back end, to be honest with you. Obviously, Philip Sami, he scored in the first four minutes. I mean, they couldn't have had a better start. They, they had this game for me. When David Fafita scored five minutes before halftime, that is an absolute coach killer. Only one try in the second half. It came through Mitchell Pearce. And as I said, uh, the Newcastle Knights, the amount of ball they turned over in silly spots in the second half. Uh, he obviously ha- had the Mitch Pearce 40-20 into a knock-on on, I think, second tackle it was. like Just an absolute nightmare. As I said, the Knights, they tried their very best to lose this one. Uh, the Titans, though, it looks like to me they will not be playing finals. Would he pending results this weekend, but you'd have to say it's unlikely. And to be honest, with you. I know we all like the Titans. We like their players. They had they brought all these big forwards and all that. I, I, I don't think they deserve to play finals footy anyway, to be perfectly honest with you. And whoever probably does finish eighth, it's going to be controversial whether they, they deserve to be there anyway. But I think this Titans team, they definitely don't deserve to be there. I said on Kempe's podcast the other day that the Sharks, they finished eighth last year and they were the worst team to ever make finals, apparently. Give me that team over this Titans team any day of the week, to be perfectly honest with you. Titans, I think this one's ended their season ended their season. Newcastle, they're going to play finals footy. I don't really see them going too far, though, realistically. Supercoach-wise, in this game, notable people for the Newcastle Knights. Top scorer was KP with 80. Mitch Pearce, 71. Frizzell, 69. Mitch Barnett, 50. Connor Watson, 49. Jaden Braley, 44. 
Uh, Jacob Saifiti, 38. Bradman Best, 26. That's all your relevant guys from the Newcastle Knights. For the Gold Coast Titans, David Fafita top scored off the pine with a try, 85. Philip Sami, 75. Big Tino, 65. Bo Formal, 64. He's had a really strong finish to the season, Bo. Jamal Fogarty, 58. Mo Fodawaka, 53. Jaden Campbell, a huge finish to the season as well, 53. Uh, Corey Thompson, 46. Tyrone Peachy, 33. Brian Kelly, a disappointing 27. He's really fallen off a cliff at the back end, Tyrone. Uh, sorry, uh, Brian Kelly. It's been very disappointing. You know how much I've all I've hyped him up over the last few years. Uh, Friday afternoon, we saw the New Zealand Warriors take on the Canberra Raiders. Uh, and the Raiders, jeez. Uh, they wanted it, didn't they? Far out. I, I thought the Warriors, um, you know, they, it was it was a really interesting game, this one. Uh, I didn't really see this one playing out uh, in the fashion that it did, that's for sure. Uh, obviously, they started so well, the New Zealand Warriors. They scored in the opening set through Sean O'Sullivan. They scored next through Rocco Berry. Then they scored again through Dallin Matenis-Lesniak to lead this one 16-0. And you sort of thought, good God. They're going to score 40-odd points here. They just look like they were rolling. And then just the Canberra Raiders, they just started clicking to gear. I thought a big turning point was Charles Nickel Clockstead entering the contest here. I thought he was unreal. He scored their first try in the 37th minute. I mean, they went in at halftime up, what was it, 16-6? to six? Uh, You know, looking great. And then they just shit the bed. The Canberra Raiders, who are not well known for their second halves this year, they just blew them away. Obviously, they scored a try off the la- on the last uh, minute or so through Hudson Young. Jordan Rapana scored in the 78th minute as well. But, I mean, it was just all the Canberra Raiders in the second half. The New Zealand Warriors, they must just be scratching their heads going, what on earth is going on here with us? Uh, yeah, they've just been so resilient this year. But there's a couple of these games that are just absolute head scratchers trying to work out what has happened here. The difference between the first half and the second half here, even just the first 20 minutes. I mean, to score a try in the opening minute... That is just unheard of in rugby league. Such a huge advantage in the modern game. But the Canberra Raiders, this is the sort of championship capabilities that we know that they've had over the last few years. They just haven't shown it this year. I'm kind of hoping they make the top eight, to be honest with you. I think they'll be a really interesting side and a side that you really don't want to play. Well, a team that I definitely wouldn't want to play in finals hoodie. The New Zealand Warriors, they were at long, long odds to make finals. They've had, you know, they, they probably should have been there, to be honest with you, considering their draw over the last few weeks, but they've just dropped some games that they simply shouldn't have dropped in that run home. Supercoach wise, top scorer here for the Canberra Raiders, Jordan Rapana, 124, Hudson Young, 102, Chans off the bench, 90, Sebastian Chris, 75, Josh Papali, 65, Joey Tapanay, 60, Whitehead, 48, Joshy Hodgson, 47, Jack Whiten, 44, Tomoko, 44, Horsburgh, 43, Emre Gula, 33. That's all your relevant guys. you got Bailey Simonson as well. Came up with a disappointing four there. For the New Zealand Warriors, Wade Egan top scored 72. Sean O'Sullivan, 59. Adam Fanua-Blake, 58. Matty Lodge, 56. Rocco Berry, 54. DWZ, 47. Ewan Aitken, back to reality, 44. Along with Josh Curran, 38 there. Buncia Fowler, 38. Peter Hicku, 33. Reese Walsh with a disappointing 27 there for the New Zealand Warriors. Chad Townsend back in this side as well. 23 and Cody Nicarima with three super coach points there. Uh, the main event on Friday night saw the Sydney Roosters taking on the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Another chapter in the Book of Feuds was written in and good God, wasn't it a chapter? We've already spoken about this one in large. Um, look, the Roosters missing a heap of troops. South Sydney looked really good the other night. Obviously, a couple of unfortunate incidents that have really dominated this one between you know the Latrell Mitchell and the Joey Manu incident, then with Dane Gagai 
uh, being sent off with Tupanua. Uh, not really a heap of footy going on in the midst of this, but South Sydney, uh, a big win for them and one that they would have been really excited about. They sort of did a similar thing last year. I think it was 60-10 to 10 or whatever it was uh, at, at about the same point last season. So South Sydney, I mean, they've absolutely given it to the Roosters, a team that hasn't really conceded too many points this year, even in these massive games. They've been pretty decent, but losing Latrell Mitchell is going to be massive for South Sydney moving forward. Um, I don't know. It's, I, I, it's, it's going to be tough for them. Obviously, a team that I've always said all season that there's going to be so much emotion coming into the back end with Adam Reynolds leaving with Wayne Bennett going. Without Latrell Mitchell, it really is a superstar league nowadays. I think it's going to be very, very difficult for South Sydney to compete with the top teams like the Penrith Panthers and the Melbourne Storm without him. But as we all know, this is where Wayne Bennett does his very best work, and I have now no doubt he'll get the best out of his troops. Alex Johnson was a star here again. Geez, he can find his way to the try line, can't he? Such an incredible winger. A guy that I still still think is criminally underrated, to be honest with you, what he does. I don't think we appreciate what he does week in, week out. And I mean, you saw the other week when Josh Mansell went in there. It just looked completely different, that left edge. The amount of opportunities they created for Mansell that he wasn't able to take advantage of, which, which AJ just hits each and every time. Very, very impressive. Uh, for the Sydney Roosters, Egan Butcher. This was his first game starting, and I think you can see why I'm so high on this kid. He's got so much ability, it's not even funny. Special game for him. Obviously, his father, Blake, he played for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. He was always touted as a Rabbitoh as a kid. Um, obviously, went to the Roosters with his brother, Nat. So, a big game for him. I thought he was unreal. 71 Supercoach points there. We'll get to Supercoach points in a minute, but the storyline out of this game is that, you know, the Bunnies... And the Roosters, they both lose a superstar each. It's a superstar league without these two. I'm not sure if either of these two can win the premiership. I didn't think the Roosters could before this anyway. But without Joey Manu, I think they're absolutely no hope. South Sydney, a massive challenge in front of them to do it without Latrell Mitchell. For the Rabbitohs, top scorer was AJ, 125. Marky Nichols, 116. Paulo, 112. Cody Walker, 107. Latrell Mitchell, 106. Jaden Sewer, 77. Cookie, 76. Cam Murray, 70. Jai Arrow, 63. Gagai, 55 with a sin bidding. Adam Reynolds, 53. Tom Burgess, 46. Campbell Graham, 45. For the Sydney Roosters, top scorer in that one was Sammy Verrill, 79. Egan Butcher, 71. Joey Manu, 68. Takiaho, 67. Isaac Liu, 46. Daniel Tupu, 37. Sammy Walker, 36. Uh, that's all the relevant guys there. You had Tupanua as well, who went for 19. James Tedesco, a very, very disappointing 18 super coach points there. Uh, I probably wasn't expecting a big score out of Teddy, but 18, that is devastating for a guy of his capabilities. If you had him in classic, that's a real stinger for you, especially coming off last week when he went so well. That's the way that super coach goes, though, realistically. Let's move to Super Saturday. And uh, the North Queensland Cowboys, they finally made the move. Jason Taumalolo went to the front row. They brought in Ruben Cotter to play 13. I thought he was going to be the star of the day. He played well, don't get me wrong, but I think it was Mitch Dunn that came in and he really moved the ball around the centre third. I thought he was unreal. I posted on my Instagram during the week, no shock to me in any way, shape or form, the Cowboys scored more points than they have since Jonathan Thurston retired as soon as they made this move. Been saying this for years, it's well overdue. Good to finally see the Cowboys playing some modern-day footy. Good to see Tao Malolo dominating where he should be in the front row and freeing someone else up to ball play. It should have been like this a long long time ago. The guy that we've been talking about a lot over the last few weeks has been Hylam Lukey, the second rower for the North Queensland Cowboys. I love this kid. I think he's got so much potential. It's not even funny. He scored a couple of tries over the last few weeks, and you can really start to see 
the potential I was talking about a couple of weeks with this, a weeks ago with this kid. I love him. I think he's going to be an absolute star of our game. Uh, the Cowboys obviously winning this one, 38-26. Really high-scoring affair for, for both sides. Uh, I think the Cowboys picked up maybe two intercepts. Uh, so they had a little bit go their way. I'll tell you what, though, the Dragons. I'm not sure if there's ever been a more inspiring loss for the Dragons over the last few years. To see Jaden Sullivan and Sloan working together, these two look really really dangerous along along with Amon who was playing in the halves mate there's this young crop of dragons coming through they could be absolutely anything and they've also lost a couple of guys that could have been guns as well uh, obviously you got Tyron Wishart who's already gone down to the Melbourne Storm he's another one that could have been anything so a really exciting young group of guys coming through you've still got Zach Lomax who's quite young uh, you've obviously got uh, our good mate that's been coming off the bench the last few weeks Jackson Ford who we think is going to be a star so the Fiego brothers as well there is so much future potential in this Dragon side it's not even funny it's just going to be a matter of keeping these guys together and putting the right pieces around them so they can develop properly because geez there are some good footballers here I thought Tommy Dearden as well um, you know I, I, I was huge on him before he moved to the Cowboys he's really struggled since going there he's a goer I don't think you could ever question his effort but as a seven he has just really struggled I thought this was his best game he's played for the Cowboys this season uh, so hopefully we can start to see Dearden turn this around I think it's his first win as a starting halfback which considering you know he made his debut last year a little bit disappointing for Dearden also considering he's been at two separate clubs but good to see him get on the win sheet there. Um, I don't think this kid is an absolute flop like a lot of people have said. I've always been, been a fan of him and I think he will come good eventually. Whether it's at the Cowboys or not, I'm not too sure, but I think he does have potential. He top scored for the Cowboys on 86 Supercoach points. Scotty Drinkwater, 76. Lukey, 73. Nanai, 68. Reese Robson, 61. A really strong performance from Robson. Again, he's had a great uh, finish to this season. Cole Felt, 61. Taumalolo, 58. Not bad. Hammer, 52. Benny Ham, 50, scored a crucial try there. Ruben Cotter, 46. Tua Luggy, 46. Valentine Holmes, a disappointing 34 points when the Cowboys scored 38 points. Very disappointing. Mitch Dunn, quite 32 in Supercoach, but I thought he was unreal in the game. For the St. George of the Warrior Dragons, Bud Sullivan, top scored 92. Tyrell Sloan, 91. Ravalawa, 90. Zachy Lomax, 75. Jack Bird, 50. Blake Laurie, 49. Normie, 48. JDB, 46. Uh, Amone, 41. Tariq Sims, 38. Uh, Matt Fiegai, 34. Jackson Ford, 24. Alvaro, 10. That's all your relevant guys from that game. Then we had the Sharks taking on the Brisbane Broncos. Obviously, the Sharkies still well and truly in contention to play finals footy. Put themselves in a really good spot the other day with a good win over the Brisbane Broncos. The Broncos, they really have improved out of sight over the last few months. Uh, it's good to see it coming together for Kevin Walters, finally. Although Braden Trindle won once again, for the Cronulla Sharks, I thought he was great. He's really starting to put his hand up for that job next year. Uh, you know, two tries in the first five or six minutes. You thought this one was going to be 40 all early. Uh, it all sort of calmed down once again. But the Sharkies, they are a class little outfit. I'm just not sure if they've got the strike to be able to compete with these real top teams. Obviously, two sin binnings are for the Brisbane Broncos as well, which made life extremely difficult in really crucial moments as well. Tommy Flegler goes off in the 23rd minute. And then the kid on debut... Uh, Pia Cura, I'm not really sure how to pronounce his name, in the 64th minute, so at the back end of the game, a real, real stinger there for the Broncos. So for them to hang in the contest there, I think they've done incredibly well. Um, yeah, I'm not sure about this Sharks team, how they're going to go. I assume they, they're going to be the team to play finals footy. I guess it comes down to 
who the Melbourne Storm rest this week. They're obviously now in a uh, wrestle to take home this minor premiership with the Penrith Panthers. So stay tuned this afternoon for our Teamless Tuesday pod. Uh, if the Melbourne Storm do rest, guys, big opportunity for the Sharkies there. Obviously playing the Melbourne Storm. And then I, I think their main competition is against the Raiders who take on the Chooks this week, who will be depleted. But they need to win this game to try and secure themselves a top four finish. So a really interesting last round coming on. We spoke about that yesterday morning, of course. So you can have a listen to that podcast podcast if you would like just having a quick look at the rounds to come uh but yeah look i thought the Cronulla sharks were good in this game did enough to win uh you know wasn't overly pretty but that's what you got to do in footy sometimes win ugly look for the sharkies top scorer here braden trindle 80 siona katoa 79 jesse ramian 78 will kennedy 67 aiden tolman 66 britain akora really impressive game from him 63 connor tracy 57 jack williams 53 braden braley 47 sisifa talakai 44 ty wilton 42 toby rudolph 30 Eight, Brandon Hamlin, ULA, 34. Matty Moylan, a 27 there. Luke Metcalf, 18. For the Brisbane Broncos, Milford. Some of his best footy I've seen in a long time from the Milf. Looking sensational, 93. Looking confident as well. Tessie New, 85. Scored an unreal try coming off his left foot. Albert Kelly, 83. Payne Haas, 76. Herbie Farmworth, 54. Glenn, 47. Tom Flegler, 43. Xavier Coates, 40. Rob Barty, 38. Selwyn Cobbo, 35. Turpin, 32. Bullimore, 32. Danny Levi off the pine, 19. Reese Kennedy, 18 there. Okay, the late game on Saturday night. Uh, I, I thought this one was going to be potentially game of the week after the Rabbitohs uh, and the South, uh, and the Roosters, but uh, what an upset. And we sort of spoke about this one yesterday morning as well, but well done to the Eels. I thought they were unreal. I don't think Melbourne played that badly, to be honest with you. I've heard people say that it's a loss they need, which I agree with that, but I've heard people say that Melbourne didn't play well. I thought they did play well. They just couldn't complete in the red zone. They just couldn't get the job done because Parramatta's defense was unreal. So full credit to Parramatta. This isn't a case of Melbourne played shit, Parramatta happened to land there on a good day. Parramatta genuinely played really, really well against this side. Melbourne played well as well, but just not just not up to the same standard as the Eels. So a good little wake-up call for the Melbourne Storm heading into finals footy. I think this will be a loss that they'll look back on in a couple of weeks and be a little bit grateful for, to be honest with you. You saw how fuming Craig Bellamy was. You heard the cheese sort of saying on the interview, pray for our souls. So... This was a big opportunity, a record that they missed that, you know, you'd have to think it'd be near impossible to get back there. But knowing the Melbourne Storm, we're probably having this same conversation in 12 months with them heading down track of a new record. So an incredible system that they are. But the Parramatta Eels came home with the cookies in this one and well-deserving as well in this game. Uh, let's go to the Paramount Eels. Their top scorer, super coach wise Blake Ferguson, 82. Hayes Dunster, 82 as well. Two guys that have copped a bit of shit over the last few months. Good to see them have big games against big teams. Isaiah Papali'i, 73. Gutho, 71 with an injury. Joey Lussick, 70. Nathan Brown, 67. Bouncing back to some good form. Junior Paulo, 58. Mitch Moses, 47. Dill Brown, 45. Bryce Cartwright, 41. Nia Corey, 40. Sean Lane, 39. Penasini, 38. Wonga Blake, 36. All your relevant guys for Parramatta. For the Melbourne Storm, uh, Lume Lume, 79. Cam Munster, 74. Pappy, 71. Remus Smith, 67. Jerome Hughes, 65. Christian Wells, 63. The Cheese, 62. Justin Olam, 57. The Fox, 50 supercoach points. Harry Grant, a disappointing 40. Nico Hines, a disappointing 39, but not a huge shock there, realistically. Tui Kamakamika, 38. I thought he was really good in his return. As I've said all season, I think he 
is going to become more and more important as this season goes on for the Melbourne Storm, especially heading into finals footy. Let's move to the Sunday afternoon game and the Canterbury Bulldogs. Uh, they were at $26 to win this game of football, which is just astronomical in a two-horse race. I thought they were really impressive. They put up such a good fight in this game. I thought it was unreal. The Manly Seagulls only scored two tries in the first half. Canterbury scored two themselves. Uh, look, I thought they hung in this contest so well, Canterbury, and a couple of controversial calls in the back end cost them. Uh, I, th- I still think Manly would have come home over the top anyway. Uh, you know, Tom Travojevic, probably the difference. It's 12-10 to Canterbury going into half time, and then over the next 30 minutes, Tom Travojevic scores three tries uh, and was probably unlucky not to score more realistically. I wouldn't even say this was a great game from Turbo, to be perfectly honest with you, but that's the sort of standard that he's hitting at the moment. He's great. His, his not great games are three tries and 170 supercoach points, which is unbelievable. I was having a look at his stats today. I mean, if any other player in this comp scores 170 supercoach points, we are blown away. For Tom Travojevic, I think it's his fifth highest score in his last 11 games, which is just fucking astronomical to think about the sort of stuff he's doing at the moment. But really good signs for Canterbury. Um, I do feel for them. They had a couple of tough calls go against them, but that's rugby league. You've got to deal with those things, and you just got to turn it around and make the best out of it. Shout out to Jackson Topene, a guy I've been a big fan of, and I'm not really sure what he's done to Trent Barrett, why he brings him in sometimes, leaves him out other times, I can't work it out. But he is just effort built on effort built on effort. And he's one of the few guys that would score the try that he scored on the weekend. Off the kickoff, he's leading the chase going 100 miles an hour. And he puts himself in a position for the ball to bounce to him. And this is something I've always thought about him. If you go and watch his New South Wales Cup highlights, which are on YouTube, you can just see he just hangs in the contest on every single play. He never gives up on anything. Really well-deserved try for a guy like him that I don't think has been utilised properly this year, realistically. Canterbury, look, they're building in the right direction. I mean, it's an 18-point loss, but they were always in this game. I mean, you take out the two tries in the last 10 minutes uh, to the Manly Seagulls, and it's a much closer affair. Um, Yeah, look, Canterbury heading in the right direction. Manly, once again, you play shit and you win. It's a good sign of a good team. They also had a sin bidding to Josh Elliott that was a little bit controversial there, uh, but it wasn't the only controversial call in this game, realistically. I still think Manly Seagulls, they are the better team for me. Canterbury played really well, but even when Canterbury play well, Manly play shit. You know, it's still an 18-point victory to the Manly Seagulls. Let's have a look at the Supercoach scores from this game. Tommy Travojevic, as we said, 170. DCE, 132. Olukowatu, 80. Kieran, 4 and 78. Jason Saab, 70. Ruben Garrick, 59. Dill Walker, 58. I think he's been going great guns, Dill Walker as well. Marty Tapao, 53. Joshy Schuster, 49. Morgan Harper, 46. Lachlan Croker, 43. Jake Travojevic, 43. Aloye, 37 with the Sin, <clears throat> Sin Min, Carl Lawton, 12. Curtis Sirenen off the bench with a 6. For the Canterbury Bulldogs, Joshy Jackson top scored here, 96 points. Ockenball, 58. Hetherington, 54. Matt Dory, 52. Unfortunately, confirmed yesterday an ACL injury. So it's the last we'll see of Matt Dory this season and until probably the back end of next season, realistically. Sione Katoa, 47. Patolo, 41. Nick Meany, 40. Kyle Flanagan, 36. Topene, 34 with a try. Wakeham, 34. Ogden, 33. Will Hopawade, 25. Beyond Iodo, 21. I really want to see them use Beyond Iodo properly. I'm not really sure what the go is there, but I'd love to see them give him a starting jersey next year. For me, 
I'd have to be looking at him as the starting nine next year, to be honest. I think he's got so much potential. Uh, the last game of the week, the Penrith Panthers taking on the West Tigers. A bit of emotion in this one. Obviously, the Ivan Cleary Cup. Uh, the Tigers beat them last time without any troops. Carried on like tits. It all went off on social media. Ivan Cleary was blowing kisses last year. It's all happened in this contest. Uh, I thought this was a really good game, this one. I really enjoyed this one. I thought the Tigers put up a really good fight. Um, you know, it's, They're heading in the right direction to some extent. You just never felt like... They were going to actually win this game, though, realistically. Just a bit of class from Nathan Cleary really separated these two sides. There was two or three kicks he did in a row where he, not only did he hit the post, but he hit the post so hard and with so much confidence. He's just on another level at the moment. Probably the highlight of this one for me was Tavita Pangai Jr. scoring. Uh, it's obviously been a tough few weeks for him. So to see him get over for a meaty, really good to see. Another one of those moments that you just sit there as a Tigers fan and must just go... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. What on earth was that? They had him wrapped up. It was all good. They were going to sit him on the floor. They were going to have their defense ready. And then, of course, Jacob Little, he calls that he's got a one-on-one strip, which I'm fine with. If you make that call, that's all good and well. But, fuck, if you make that call on Tavita Pangai Jr., five meters out from your line, you better bet your sweet ass that you've got that ball. Because, for me, that was a massive turning point in this game that I thought they were up to in up to their eyeballs, to be honest with you. That was a massive turning point. Big Stefano, I've been a huge fan of him for a long time. Over the last few weeks, he really has come of age. That try that he scored was unreal. Jacob Little did set that one up, so it wasn't you know a terrible afternoon for him, but I feel like that Tavita Pangai Jr. try, that one really, really hurt them. It was 6-all at that point. They conceded that one to go up 12-6 after building, after the Panthers built a heap of pressure through Nathan Cleary. Viliami Kikau, he was damaging as all hell in this game. He was sensational. On his day, he is just so hard to handle, Viliami Kikau. If he can bring that sort of football into the finals, and if they make it to grand final day and he brings that same game, which he tried to do in the grand final last year. I spoke uh, quite openly about this. I know everyone wanted to bag him, but he came with the intent to make a difference. If he brings that come finals time and he gets it right, this team, they are going to be damn hard to beat. I sort of thought the Panthers were a couple of weeks away from us seeing their best footy. Uh, and I still don't think we've seen their best footy. Don't get me wrong, but they have been seriously impressive over the last few weeks. I think they're building in the right direction. Good to see Brian Toto return as well. I thought he'd be a few more weeks away, realistically. Uh, but a really good return from him. He looks strong, as did Matty Burton. He was unlucky not to score about three tries, I thought, I thought Matt Burton. They put him in really good spots. Just some really desperate defense by the Tigers on a number of occasions there. Let's have a look at Supercoach scores. Stefano, uh, 83. Alex, 12, 72. Jacob Little, 62. Mamalo, 60. McKaylee, 56. Leilua, 50. Jake Simpkin, 49. Sean Bloor, 43. Nofaluma, 38. Overhangowie, 36. Brooksy, 32. Jock Madden, 25. A kid that I really like. Tough situation for him. Uh, I'd like to see him run more, to be honest with you. I think he's got an excellent running game from what I've seen. I would like to see him take on the line a little bit more. For the Panthers, Supercoach-wise, top scorer, Viliami Kikau. What a game it was for him, 121. Nathan Cleary, 100. Brian Toto, 94 on return. Jerome Luay, 81 with a try. TP. 
DJ, 73 after crashing over under the six. Mosley Oda, 65. Liam Martin, 60. Matty Burton, 51, which could have been 151 of a few things went his way. Abby Curacao, 47. Isaiah Yo, 47. James Fisher-Harris, 46. Dylan Edwards, 35. Kurt Capewell, 30. Stephen Crichton with 28 Supercoach points there. Uh, guys, that wraps up our round 24 review. We've got Teamless Tuesday coming this afternoon, so stay tuned for that. And then later today, we've got Isaac John joining us to give us a little preview of the NRL finals that are coming up. And of course, this last week in particular, who's going to finish fourth and who's going to finish eighth. I've got Ice joining me in an hour or so to have a deep dive into that. So stay tuned for that podcast coming later today. We've had to move our dream team back a day. We've got a really special one dropping tomorrow afternoon. So stay tuned for that one. A kangaroo and New South Wales blue and an Illawarra steel are great. Cannot wait to bring you those podcast guides over the next 24 hours. Stay tuned for those ones. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.